Till shade is gone. Till water is gone. Into the shadow with teeth bared. Screaming defiance with the last breath. To spit in Sightblinder's eye on the last day. By my honor and the light. My life will be a dagger for Sightblinder's heart. Until the last day. To, to Shiloh Ghoul itself. itself. This is a Dagger for Sightblinder, a podcast focused on all things Wheel of Time, with your hosts, Sarah Lucas and Adam Tricola. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of A Dagger for Sightblinder. May you find shade this day. And it's hard to imagine a place with more shade than Kenobi's life right now. <laughs> Wouldn't you agree, Sarah? I would agree. What a great, great little uh, transition. <laughs> Thank, thanks. Yeah, my, my little transition. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know if I feel belittled or not. I mean, you did little it at the very least. Well, I didn't mean to belittle you. That wasn't my goal. You're like, oh, that intro was cute. You know, I'm like, <laughs> oh, I feel like crap now. <laughs> I said it was great. I know you did. I'm just kidding. So, all right, this is it's kind of a, a weird transition right now for us uh, because we are currently uh, transitioning from talking about Wheel of Time books, which are wonderful. Mm-hmm. And yet we're we're going to like another corner of nerd dumb, but it's it's pretty dramatically different. And I'm actually excited. Right. And it's not a book. <laughs> Which is you almost got me to spit take. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I wish that had happened. Oh jeez. Yeah. Unkindness to the extreme. Mm-hmm. but but yeah so we both like the the way you and I ended up meeting in the first place to start working together was through a Star Wars game and so we both really like the Star Wars universe and this is a perfect opportunity to, to kind of discuss it and we're kind of late to the party a little bit here uh, but we needed to get through that final book like we needed that closure at least and yeah. So now we're going to talk about Kenobi season. Uh, well, I don't know how many seasons are going to end up being, uh, but the Kenobi, uh, the currently only Kenobi season, but episodes, <laughs> episodes one through three. Mm-hmm. And then, I don't know, I'm guessing at some point we could split these up and like put the like kind of segmented clips on YouTube as well. I, I don't really know. Yeah, we can really do that. Something like that. I, I don't really know what to, to expect from all this, but I do know that Sarah came up with a really cool overlay for us to use, and it's just not quite ready. The tech isn't there yet for us, guys. We'll get it figured out. Right. But for now, uh, we're using the old old stuff. And so, you know, over time, I, I think I think one of the cool things for me is like uh, on YouTube, at least like we're going to, it's going to start being a little more visual uh, and it's not just going to be just us sitting there talking. We should hopefully also have at least, you know, like some video clips or some pictures or something. Yeah. Yeah. I think we can add to it once we get all of the issues sorted. Mm-hmm. It'll, it'll be good. Yeah. I, I'm really I'm really excited for this, this switch, Sarah, this will be a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you kind of mentioned it, but we're going to go over the first three episodes today, just because we're a little bit behind and then we'll probably just stick to one episode each, the rest of the episodes that we put out. Yes. Hopefully that will, that will happen that way. Yep. That's the intended, the intention. Yeah, this, this is exciting. And uh, so before we begin, just want to remind you guys to go join our Discord server if you haven't already. It should be in the it should be linked in you know video description or show notes or whatever medium that you guys are, uh, whatever platform you guys are consuming this from. And uh, yeah, we're, we're I don't think we've done it yet, 
but we need to we'll maybe we'll create like a a chat room for just the Kenobi discussion. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. And actually, why don't we put up a spoilers uh, section as well, so people can talk about the latest one, even if we haven't seen it yet or done an episode yet. People can still have a place to discuss the latest and newest. Mm-hmm. That's a good idea. Thanks. <laughs> do it tomorrow. <laughs> Oh, I, I might do it too. I, I'm not telling you, you have to do it. Let's have Bounty do it. <laughs> yeah, somebody can do it. One of one of the three of us will do it. Yeah, someone will do it. So mm-hmm. yeah, join our Discord server and uh, you know follow us on, on all the different things and stuff. Yeah. You know. All right. Shall we hop into it? Yes, let's, let's hop into it. Um, <laughs> uh yeah so gosh well first episode like oh overall like the your total your your starting reaction to it like well actually just going into it in the first place Sarah what what were your thoughts like what uh, there's a lot of expectations here it seems like for the Kenobi so I think I went into it probably in a weird situation because I feel like I was probably one of the only people who went into it not knowing a lot about what the series was going to entail Mm. so like I obviously knew it was it was Kenobi of course and I knew that Hayden Christensen was coming back as Lord Vader Darth Mm. Vader (laughs) and that was it yeah that's all I knew and I was like okay cool just just walk into this um so after watching the first episode i was completely shocked with the turn they took like i didn't expect um the storyline to go that way i expected more luke okay i guess that makes sense right like i think that was just my natural thought process well and and luke Luke. is in the trailer like the the entire scene with luke Mm -hmm. in the first like that we've seen at all actually is Mm -hmm. it was just in the trailer right (laughs) which is a little misleading it's like hey look there's luke and in reality it's like there is luke and that's all you see of him you've already seen everything about luke so right and then he's gone at least for now yeah so I felt was this was this more important to you than like the book of Boba Fett? Like going into it, were you I don't know more invested emotionally or something? I don't I don't know how to exactly to frame it. Like were you more excited about this than Boba Fett? I was more excited about this, and I think I was more excited about it only because Book of Boba Fett to me was a new story. Like it does, you know, have characters that already exist and everything but it was a new story whereas Mm -hmm. i feel like for this it is a story that's taking place in a certain time um and it's around such a such an important time um in like the star wars universe that i knew it would need to be done right and i think it was just hyped so much as well that that really helped build the excitement for it Mm. That makes sense. Well, so I feel like, so Boba Fett, yes, he's a movie character, but Mm -hmm. like kind of not really. Like he's, how many lines, how many minutes of, of, uh, you know, actual like screen time did he have in the movies? Like minimal, right? right? I mean, really just a pretty minor character that the fandom has been like, has just blown up and, you know. I love him so much. It's like he had more dialogue in episode two than he had in episodes five and six kind of thing. Well, well, yeah, and that's exactly it, right? Whereas Kenobi is huge. These are the movie characters. These are, Mm -hmm. I mean, this is like having a show with Luke, uh, like as as the main character, really. Like they're as important to their own movies as Luke is to his, like- Right. They are central to this. I mean, really, if you look at if you look at the Star Wars saga, it's really more of like a saga about Darth Vader. Like it's almost his legacy more than anything else 
in, mm-hmm. in all of it. Like he even, in a lot of ways, dominates episodes seven, eight, and nine, it, you know, just because of Kylo's fixation on him. Right. Yeah, that's a good point. And uh, so, like, he and he, it looks like he's going to be a really important part of it. At the very least, he's a really important part in Kenobi's mind. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I will say, so I, I knew going into this, I did know a few more plot points. I knew that Obi-Wan was going to be a little bit more beat down mm-hmm. and everything. And I did, I, I did feel like this was more important to me. It's like, I did enjoy Book of Boba Fett, but people who are whining and complaining really hard about that show need to realize the scope of like all it really is is Mandalorian season 2.5 and like we get to know some more stuff about both like it's like free content this one like we don't have to be emotionally invested in that in this one though and then on the Kenobi one I I have to be like Mm -hmm. the the stakes are way higher in my mind if it if it sucks I'm gonna be pissed if Book, Book of Boba Fett sucked I but I'd still just be like I don't care like right we got, we got to see some more Star Wars it's cool they're making Star Wars stuff right exactly and that's the thing and I think that's part of the reason why like I remember um talking to you about this I I'd heard forever ago that Kenobi was supposed to be a movie and hmm. then it got changed and I don't know if it was changed I don't know what the actual reasoning is but you know that if that was the case and they've now changed it to this this series, um, they are doing their damnedest to make sure it doesn't disappoint people because whatever you're feeling emotionally invested, knowing that the stakes are higher, they are feeling that too. Oh yeah, I mean, they, they can't afford to mess this up. They can afford <laughs> Book of Boba Fett to, you know, of course, it's not great if they spend a bunch of money. They don't get a good return, get a good reaction. But like this one, if it's a disaster, it becomes a full-on disaster for Star Wars in general. Right, right. Um, okay, so all that being said, what mm-hmm. did you think of the first episode then overall? Knowing that you went into it with higher, having it, at like a higher stake and emotionally invested sure so all right for first off i i I think my very favorite part the the most unexpected and delightful part for me was actually not even about kenobi it was about seeing leia yeah and she is so so spicy like she's so you know like she just she lets people have it and it's it's such a perfect little microcosm of what she becomes mm-hmm. it later you know the eight years later or whatever she is so well cast so yeah. well cast and which is funny because you and I have also had this conversation about child actors mm-hmm. and I personally find that I give them a little bit more of a break because you should right like they don't have the experience they're learning they're they're kids like it's all all these factors she is phenomenal she did such a good job i was like i'm sure it's just like the dad in me i was like i'm so i'm proud of her (laughs) (laughs) she's so good though like i didn't feel you know like sometimes you you watch like a, a child actor and you're like oh this was a little corny or like sure. it didn't feel Sand, like that. sandstorms are very very dangerous <laughs> <laughs> right yeah uh right so i mean it, it just it just didn't feel like it was corny like she uh, i was like this this kid can act yeah she she sold me for sure i i was and the, her, she picked up Leia's mannerisms so mm-hmm. well. It's just like, oh, totally going to be like that when she's older. And she <laughs> is. And, and it's, yeah, it's so good. Yeah. Um, so that that was unexpected and exciting. Like, I just, I, I don't know how I would have liked it without her, but I think she's an essential component. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think the other really important element, then I'll ask you how what your thought, initial thoughts are, but um. So Obi-Wan is all beat down and mm-hmm. sad here, which is very different from how he is uh, in episode four. Like right. in episode four, he's just like this chipper old man who like 
has practiced making crate dag dragon sounds to scare sand people and, <laughs> you know like but but you know he's and he's he's got all these cool lies prepared for luke and all, all this stuff um but like clearly something shifted and it makes sense that he would be beat down here mm -hmm. uh, at first i was concerned though actually because uh, i i haven't been shy about my opinion about in episode seven I liked some of episode seven, but I hated what they did to Han Solo's character of ma making him like this deadbeat. Like he can't even pay his like his debts to to criminals, right? You know, and and he's like abandoned his kid. He's like, oh, Snoke. Like it, it's almost like the other parent has moved in, kind of thing. Like, oh, well, I'm not his parent anymore. Snoke is like I'm, I'm absolved of responsibility and. Like he's still a fun character in seven, but it, I wanted him to be heroic. What's so wrong with having heroic mm -hmm. people? And like, why do they have to just be beat down? Just because some people in life get beat down by life, not everyone does. And Han Solo is bigger than that. And I was worried, I was concerned that Kenobi was going to have the same treatment. Okay, uh, like, when, when you learned that he was going to be more defeated in it. Yeah, like I was. I'm like, I don't want a sad Kenobi, like what, you know, and he's, he's treating everyone like he's lost. I think it's, that's more authentic than Han Solo turning into a pathetic loser, mm -hmm. though. I think that it's like Kenobi just killed his best friend, his whole family, which, you know, his whole Jedi family, that it, he's a Jedi master. So he's supposed to be looking at, he's the dad of the family in a way. Right. And they've all been slaughtered and he's just like he's like i'm gonna watch some random force sensitive kid that's gonna be my excuse right for for just hiding and shame yeah so i, I feel like it's more authentic so anyways i'm sorry i rambled mm -hmm. for a while that that's oh. my initial thought I, I was concerned about that they pulled it off a little better than i thought though what mm -hmm. are your thoughts initially um Okay, so I actually really like that you brought that up because my initial thought was that I liked seeing him beat down. I thought this was a really good, like, different side to him. Um, and when you realize, like, what, what's been going on and, you know, it's been 10-ish years, give or take, um, you realize that he not only... It, I almost feel like it... it is more impactful that he's beat down in that case because it's been 10 years and he's still kind of hiding in shame like you said and beating himself up for this and just so like sullen yeah. um that you know and it, it makes it more dire in my opinion like it makes the stakes higher and it makes the situation more dark and he's just trying to he's trying to survive but he's also just like that's the spark everything is gone essentially um so i liked seeing that and i thought he pulled it off really well um and I thought it, it also just made sense for the story. Like he's not going to be happy with what just happened or not just happened because it's been 10 years. He's not gonna be happy with the outcome. And I don't know if mm -hmm. he would ever, I don't know if he would ever be able to move past that because I feel like he probably feels like a massive failure. You know, you kind of, and you kind of see that what I I really enjoyed, um, which isn't related re really to the storyline, but they had the recap of the prequels. Um, so you immediately like remember, because I've only seen the prequels a handful of times. Mm. Qui-Gon is the one that is like, oh yeah, like make sure you train him, make sure you, right. right? So now you've let, he's let his master down and he's let Anakin down. He's let Padme, like you have all of these people that he's let down. Yeah. You would feel like such a failure. Of course, you're going to go and hide out and just be spend the rest of your life in misery while you watch out on, for this kid. Sure. Uh, so, okay. He he's he's miserable. And so I, I think the thing that I like about how he like, 
it's not just so you know leia gets kidnapped and all that Mm -hmm. um and so yeah he has to go and save her that that's fine that's a that's a plot vehicle really uh to get him to actually do something but i think that the nice thing about it is it's not just her fate because we know that she's going to be you know relatively fine right eventually uh you know despite the fact that she she loses her planet and all this stuff uh but she we know that she's going to physically be fine and un- she'll, she'll be unkidnapped at some point, de-kidnapped. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we know that. So if it's just a story about him adventuring off to go, to traipsing off to go rescue her, like, who cares? Uh, you know, show me a different Jedi doing, like, killing people. I, I don't care, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't, it doesn't need to be Kenobi. But it, this this increases the stakes. It broadens the the total scope of things so that we see Kenobi as like in a way it's his saving that like he's saving himself in this. Right. It's it's not that he is saving her. She's already been saved in a lot of ways. I, what I want to know is how he pulls out of his the ruins of his mind yeah. and. And he doesn't even know, like, I guess that's, that's merging into the next episode, but like, mm-hmm. he, he takes, he takes more mental blows, and he like gets worse before he gets better, I think. Right. Well, and that's a good point. Um, what you're saying about him pulling him out of himself out of this funk, because it's exactly that you you're seeing this, this, this like valley in his you know this ultimate low basically in his life and Mm -hmm. there's this massive time gap between episode four so it's like well how do you get to be that man at the start of episode four right so like what what happens um yeah and then exactly what you said leading into episode two he doesn't even know what the whole story he doesn't know what's going on and just takes more mental Mm -hmm. hits yeah well so gosh and then we have have the inquisitors right yeah in this and i didn't know what to think of it like the fifth brother looks we just i I just watched it with my kids the the rebels episode where um fifth brother is is a main component of that and i guess i won't spoil what his his end results are but he he looks pretty different actually than what he looks like in <laughs> in Kenobi. Right. I mean, a, a few of the uh, Grand Inquisitor also looks different. So sure, though he has the same like red check marks on his head at least. Yeah, yeah, he does. You know, like he has he has a few identifying marks, and I guess I guess the fifth brother does have a cool hat. So he, he does have a cool hat. I will. The fifth brother, um, just based off like the trailer and stuff, I kind of just figured he would be like a foot soldier. Like that was the vibe that I kind of got from him. And I'm mm-hmm. pleasantly surprised that he has a bigger role. He seems like a much more important character. Well, yeah, like you didn't like in in Rebels, you never got the the picture that he is, and maybe he's been demoted since then or whatever. But like. Mm-hmm. You never get the feeling that he's kind of high in the hierarchy, right? Of this in- inquisit inquisition. Um, one of the phrases they keep using throughout the series is, "I'm going to get what I deserve," right? Which, Which is very is, interesting to me. Yeah, it's a it's a interesting choice of words. Well, I, I always shy away from using the word "deserve," honestly, because mm-hmm. it, it's like, who can really tell what you like? If I say I deserve something, like. <laughs> how can I really judge that? That's just me being egotistical. And if I tell you, you deserve something, have I really truly taken the totality of your circumstances in and been, and a, am I able to actually administer that to, you know, like it's not, but, but like deserve it. It's a very selfish word. I feel like right in a lot of ways, like it, it, it shows ultimate judgment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Of it like, oh, he, he got what he deserved. And so the, they're really, I mean, it makes sense. There are all these, there's there's these force wielders who they can't possibly, they could never like get promoted past Vader mm-hmm. ever. 
but they still like they're still thirsting for that power that you know the dark siders tend to have it's just an interesting dynamic that they all have mm -hmm. yeah uh i didn't think they would be as important as they are like I honestly thought Vader would be the more important one in the storyline. And I think he is, but sure. um, they're highlighting the Inquisitors really well. Mm -hmm. And they don't seem boring. Like I kind of, like I want to know more about them and their backstories and what's going on and how they got there. And sure. um like you were saying there's like that hierarchy and it's like well how does that hierarchy work mm -hmm. um so yeah they're very interesting i thought so oh so man the one of the like i think my favorite scene actually other than other than the various leia scenes which are all pretty much delightful mm -hmm. um and my kids actually quote her they, they say i'd rather be digested by a jacko beast <laughs> <laughs> it's a good it's a good quote yeah it's fun They're, actually jacko beasts exist I, I looked it up on you know wikipedia it's actually a a thing like a, a jacko beast is like a real thing well a, a real thing in star wars okay yeah 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 like it was, it's not just a name that, that they're like, oh, look, what, what's the name of a rat? Let's, let's fabricate some random creature. Like it's actually has a place in the lore. It's, it's like in comic books and stuff. So um, I don't know. It's a nice little detail. But other than the Leia parts, I think my favorite scene from the first one was uh, the very start where Order 66 is happening and there's oh. the, the younglings and it, 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 it like, breaks your heart really it's just like yeah. oh my gosh like it's very emotional and like the teacher is doing such a good job of protecting them mm -hmm. and and you know just dies at the very last but saves them so that they can escape and uh you know it's it's so anything that starts because i i bad batch did this too where it starts with order 66 i'm like this is just so heartbreaking Oh yeah, no, it, it is. It really is. I just, it, it, I had all the chills the whole time. I was mm -hmm. like, oh my mm -hmm. gosh, this is so such a crazy way to start it. Um, and then of course there's the speculation because one of them was, uh, you know, a black female, and you know, and then we have Riva, who's a new Inquisitor. Mm -hmm. It seems like maybe she could be one of them, but you don't know right yeah and it's like almost like hint at it it's almost like what's the point of showing that scene really right unless they had you know obviously a, a lot of the things in in kenobi's life surround that and everything but mm -hmm. um well and i think drawing the the conclusion that she was one of the younglings also helps paint why she has the skills that she has and why she knows so much information about Vader. Right. So I don't know. I don't want to cut this, this uh, first one too short, but I mean, we've got a lot to discuss in episode two as well. And yeah. three. Yeah. Um, okay. Do you want to just like, is there anything else from season, from episode one that you want to discuss? No, I don't think so. Uh, I mean, we, and we can always just, you know kind of oh, retrace our steps the only thing i will say is tika was hilarious but the the um oh the jawa the jawa he was so funny uh, like the, the little bit about um what did cleaning, he say cleaning is extra cost yeah extra he was like my i think he said i need a new processor or something like that and he just grabs it <laughs> right well well, yeah he's like he's like oh i noticed that like you have some problems with your vaporator or something yeah. like that and he's like oh yeah i'm missing the part for it and like mm -hmm. it turns out the java just stolen it and he's like if you're gonna sell me back parts of mine that you stole at least could you could you at least clean it right he's and like, he's cleaning, like extra. cleaning costs extra <laughs> it was just it was just so it yeah. was just so well done i loved it anyway that's the only other thing that i that yeah. i really stood out um okay so let's talk about episode two because this one was 
I think this is when you really start realizing like how things are going. Right. Well, like, you know, that Kenobi's going to go eventually get to, you know, he's going to leave to go help because why make a show if he's not going to like it, right. well, it did. It made me sit. Oh, I just thought of something. Okay. So we have to rewind just a tiny bit. Okay. Um, so, all right. Uh, throughout, throughout all of the Vader lore, it's like uh, when Ahsoka confronts him, there's no chance of her actually like bringing him back to the light side. Like it's basically, it's basically Vader has to have his son or, you know, maybe, you know, in a weird alternate universe, maybe Leia could have brought him back, but like he had to have someone who's like blood kin kind of to bring him back from the dark side. Like no one else could possibly do it. Like Kenobi can't do it. Ahsoka can't do it. Nobody can bring him back from the dark side. Um, and in a way, you can see a microcosm of that with Kenobi because he's just so beat down. Another mm-hmm. Jedi shows up and he's like, no, like go screw, screw yourself. Like, I'm not going to help you. We're dead. We're done. Like, n- like only something really fundamentally important to him could actually bring him kind of back into action, like activate him in a way. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to be some random Jedi. Like it has to be something even stronger, even though it was a tragic situation. Like he, it had to be something. It, it had to be one of Vader's kids too, in a way. Right. Ooh. Oh. To redeem him. Oh, that's a good thought. Just, just something that occurred to me. Yep. Something worth, something worth thinking about at least, because no one else could do it. It's the only things he cares about are his kids or vader's kids and right you know, the only thing vader cares about as it turns out yeah oh i like that hmm. Hmm. okay so let's talk about episode two um yes man we got so much i feel like we got so much in this episode so obviously this one was actually shorter than the first one but yeah, yeah. there's but it yeah. felt like there was more going on in this one. Well, yeah, I mean, it's the other one. People people complain about how boring it and dull the first one was. And I'm like, I, I needed them to show me, not tell me. Like, if 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 Ben had had, or Kenobi had had, like, a monologue, he's like, oh, you have no idea how boring my life has been. And like, <laughs> I, I don't, I wouldn't, I'm like great like quit complaining like I, I don't, but but seeing it like the every day he's at the meat processing place and mm-hmm. every day he watches people being you know just like screwed out of their money and he sees you know just all this terrible stuff and he can't you know his life is so abysmal he does this thing and he does this thing and he wanders listlessly and the inquisitors come but he doesn't care because he's not going to fight them anyways and he doesn't even have his lightsabers he can't talk to his master Mm Qui-Gon um all this stuff and I I needed to see that to feel what he was feeling and Mm -hmm. so I think episode one was well paced episode two though it's like all right now he's moving let's go we're moving let's go let's let's see all the craziness right right so yeah i agree with you um so he obviously is going after leia like you said because he's not going to not go after her and there was a lovely little uh cameo by tomorrow tomorrow morrison tomorrow morrison yep um the the old vet clone there buy a veteran a meal or something Mm -hmm. like that yeah it was fun yeah that was a nice little little easter egg um but yeah he's obviously looking for her and the inquisitors are looking for him and this is also where you i mean you see it a little bit in in episode one as well that reva doesn't really line up with what the inquis the rest of the inquisitors are trying to do yeah she doesn't get along with them yeah you know she's fixated on kenobi and Mm. they're just hunting jedi so um that's this whole thing right like that's that's why leia's kidnapped she's trying to trap him um yeah yeah so so uh 
Yeah, there were there were a lot of humorous moments in this episode too, which is interesting because mm-hmm. this one felt darker than the first, if that's possible. Um, sure. The I, I'm blanking on his name. The fake Jedi, the con artist Jedi. Yeah, I don't remember his name either. Um, he was humorous. Oh, he was. He was great. I feel like I've seen him act. Like I feel like he's a bigger name actor. Actually, he's not just like a yeah. Bit, you know, he's not like oh. I, I've a, I've been in one thing and it's Kenobi. Like it's, yeah. it's not like that. No, no, um, I've seen him in stuff as well. I just can't remember what. Right. Yeah. Maybe he used a Jedi mind trick on us to. You know, <laughs> maybe yeah. we're concealing his identity for his own safety. Mm-hmm. We actually know it. We actually do know his name, guys. We just don't want to let anyone know to keep him safe. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he's fun. I, I uh, yeah, they do a good job of, you know, Leia's always, you know, she gets mouthy and everything too. Oh, yeah. real quick, before I forget though, I, I wanted to make you predict and I'll predict as well. Do you think, so So Kenobi talks, he's trying to talk to Qui-Gon, not successful, not successful. Mm-hmm. At the end of this season, it seems mm-hmm. like maybe they're setting it up for maybe a Qui-Gon cameo. Right. Do you think, you think we'll actually see Qui-Gon do you think he'll Ooh. talk to Kit do you think we'll actually uh, it seems like we have to hear from him at least but do you yeah. think Mason is going to make an appearance well it's like that's what I was going to say is do we if you're asking like are we physically going to see him or just hear right. his voice we're going to see force ghost Qui-Gon I feel like you have I feel like you have to like you know the stakes are so high in this it almost feels cheap to only have it be his voice. Yeah, I I feel like he has to be. I really hope he is. Right? I, I mean, or like, otherwise, it would be such a stupid tease if we don't even hear from him. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, can you just stop? Like, that would have been, I, I will be so let down. Um, and and yet, if if they actually do show Qui Gon, people will be like, "Oh, fan service! So it's stupid." Right. You know, we'll we'll just hear from that for that end of the fandom. But uh, just yeah. enjoy it. For me, for me, I know I I'm like they did it for the fans, and I'm a fan. Yeah, that was cool. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, so do you do you think we'll see him? If I yeah, if I I think so. Yeah. I mean, I have I don't have any rumors or anything and mm-hmm. just just from my own it seems like it seems like you have to mm-hmm. i don't know i yeah i hope so mm-hmm. i was initially thinking you were going to ask if we would if if i thought um kenobi would be able to finally talk to him like and it be successful mm-hmm. in that and i like yes my answer is yes to that but seeing him is a whole other thing um anyway yeah, so you're right. Though it, it's this this episode is is kind of funny, as well. Um, yeah. you're talking about the humor, uh, and Star Wars has always done a good job of that, actually, of making things light. I mean, so so does Marvel. Like a lot, a mm-hmm. lot of the really, a lot of these like nerd pursuits, like all the, all these movies, like lots of action and good humor in the middle. Yeah, and you see it like they're really good at sprinkling it in through character personality, like you were saying we, mm. we get leia being a little bit saucy and like yeah. kenobi's <laughs> like you don't need those gloves okay we'll take the gloves yeah and she's just <laughs> putting them on her you know he's telling mm-hmm. her the plan of, and like their identities and who they are and where they're from and she's like grandfather maybe like right she's just like the most father. grandfather yeah yeah like the most <laughs> saucy little little thing so mm-hmm. um yeah, she she's very humorous. Um, but yeah, I think also we see a lot more conflict in in Kenobi in this episode as well. Like he is doing his best to protect Leia. And you can tell that he's there because he definitely has been guilted into going there. And mm-hmm. it's like, okay, well, I'm going to show up and I'm going to get her and he's going to get in and get out and no jedi business like let's just just go go home back back to my cave yeah you know he just wants to get it over with um 
and you can see that he's like struggling in terms of like controlling Leia and not, you know, keeping his connection to the force suppressed or however he's Mm -hmm. doing it. But then also later on having to reach for it, like he needs to be able to use the force later. Right. Well, yeah. And you wonder, it's like, can you just automatically use the force after you haven't used it for years? And it's implied that he hasn't, who who Mm. knows, maybe he has been, but I mean, it it kind of feels like, no, he's he's not going to use the force. Right. He's decided not to. Um, like a self-imposed exile from it so like you had a moment I had a moment of like oh shoot is is Leia gonna be okay like obviously she's gonna live but like when she go he goes to grab her with the force and save her life I was like is this gonna be a like how close to a disaster is this going to be right which I mean when you watch the episode back a second time um, you can see that they were like foreshadowing that moment because she's telling him earlier on she's like make right. me flow jedi i right, hear right. Je- that's what jedis can do make me flow mm-hmm. so you know that while you're watching him struggle to to make that connection you know right. that he's gonna do it and mm-hmm. he's gonna you know make her flow so right right oh so i, I think it's interesting too so he uses he doesn't use his lightsaber at all in, mm-hmm. in this episode he uses his blaster and you know, he used to, you know, he always sees like the blasters is like a lesser weapon, a weapon that lesser beings use, mm-hmm. you know, like, okay, like some people use lightsabers and they're cool and everyone else uses blasters. Well, and it's also interesting because he has his lightsaber with him and he's just choosing not to touch it. Right. I mean, you'd think that that would get a ton of attention too, but, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but you also... I think it's really interesting. He calls it uncivilized to use a blaster in in other in other movies and in mediums. You know, it's uncivilized, and it show he shows himself to be uncivilized by using a blaster like really proficiently. Right. Actually. Yeah. No, it's it's interesting when you compare it like to other to other aspects, um, but it, it makes sense though because what's his other option like like you said if he uses the lightsaber it's going to draw a lot of attention even if it didn't draw a lot of attention though then he's not suppressing that jedi you know side of him Mm -hmm. so it makes sense that he would lean towards the blaster instead agreed so no it's it's cool um Gosh, we should probably move on from this episode too Mm -hmm. if we're gonna keep going yes but But, okay so the only other thing that that i think we need to point out in this episode obviously is that reva you know is hunting for him and going rogue and she's the one who lets him know that vader's still you know anakin is Mm -hmm. vader and he's still alive and kind of taunts him with it too she's like oh you didn't know i know well and it, it strengthens the idea that she's from the jedi temple because right not a ton of people know like it, it's a very closely guarded secret that mm-hmm. like if you've read the thrawn books you know like that that like thrawn figures out who vader is because he's met anakin before and stuff but but vader refuses to even acknowledge that that was even a thing he's like no no nope. mm-hmm. You know, and and Thrawn's like, well, I don't want to just get choked to death, so I'm just not going to force him to acknowledge it. But, <laughs> but you know, he like he's he's tactical about it, like as he as he will be. But at, at the end of the day, like no one is supposed to know that Anakin was Vader or Vader mm-hmm. was Anakin, and the fact that she's just you know spouting it out to Obi Wan she's one of the very few people in the galaxy who knows that at this point right yeah so um and then she just stabs the grand inquisitor yeah which i mean so many people have said things like you know i can't believe they're are they really just like decanonizing rebels or whatever because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's where the inquisitor is supposed to die and I guess for me, 
Uh, well, first off, I read an interview with him and he's mm -hmm. talking about like what other things could, would they do with that character? Mm -hmm. And it's like, he clearly intends on potentially like playing Grand Inquisitor again. Like that's not the end of the, this Grand Inquisitor. Uh, not to mention, I mean, it's a very, like Maul had his legs chopped off and got dumped down like this big garbage chute. Like, right. And he he came back and was was in a ton of different things. Like, you, you really think the Grand Inquisitor can't just get take a stab and live? Well, and it's also one of those things where I think at the end of the day, I look at it and I'm like, Favreau and Filoni wouldn't just like casually be like, nah, like he's gonna die now, like right, and just exactly what you said, decanonize another storyline they're so good at making these stories we've seen them do with bad batch and clone wars and mando and book of boba where they tie in all of these other storylines like that's what they do so mm -hmm. yeah i don't i don't think he's dead that's fair yeah i i'm i would be shocked if he was dead and it would be it feels so cheap if they're like he has a twin brother right <laughs> like like if this isn't a soap opera I don't yeah need that. no no i don't think they're gonna i don't think they're gonna do that okay so so episode two i mean there's so much we didn't discuss but uh, okay one, one last question then okay do you think that we're going to see the clone again do you think that tamara morrison's character because he looks like he's it looks like he's from the 501st actually from, from his armor markings like 501st being being vader's uh, you know clone group mm -hmm. um i think we will i'd be shocked if we didn't i i guess we could go either way but we could i would like it, it seems like like that clone probably recognized Kenobi. You have to kind of think he did after Kenobi gave him some money. Mm -hmm. And like, okay, so maybe it was just a cameo and just like a little bit of quote unquote fan service to have him there. Mm -hmm. But it would be pretty cool if it wasn't and if it's somehow tied back into the storyline. Yeah. Oh my gosh! I I'm sorry. I keep saying one more thing. One more thing. The, the other, the other <laughs> There's cool so thing. much. Well, so this is something that someone had to tell me about. But uh, the little kid in the the, the mm. fake Jedi helps. Uh, so I've always really loved the the Rogue Squadron books. They, they those are decanonized. They're you know legends. And uh, Corin Horn is the main character in them, though. And he's you know he eventually learns that he has the Force. He's Force sensitive and all this stuff, his background is like as a cop basically on Karelia and all, all this stuff, like he's a good pilot, but uh, you know, so very important character to me for a lot of different reasons, uh, but uh, you know, he's decanonized. I'm like, all right, fine, fine, fine. They're finally making the audiobooks non-abridged instead of instead of like the 18 hour books that they are, they, mm -hmm. they had them like down to like an hour and a half. It's like, you can't even, not worth even listening to but mm -hmm. so that they're coming out the anyways this the, the little kid he helped is called corin and his mom is the same name as corin's mom in the books and mm -hmm. they're being sent to Karelia, and he's a force sensitive like mm -hmm. the, it, and it's the right age to like time frame and everything it's uh, so they i think they made corin horn canon which is huge like they're just and, and this is what I mean, like what I was saying about people thinking Grand Inquisitor might be dead. Like they're so good at drawing these little things in. Like you, you just said that he's the right age. He's going to the right spot. It's the right names. Like it's the right part of the timeline. Yeah. Like, it just, it's so good. Yeah. Well, I think, I think it also sets the stage for a potentially like, it, in the old legends, which it's going to be different now, of course, but at some point, Corrin Horn does attend Luke's Jedi Academy. Mm -hmm. So this would be different now. Well, well it, it does seem like it may be setting the stage for us to see Corrin Horn at Luke's Jedi Academy. Because mm. we saw we saw that kind of being built in 
Book of Boba Fett. Right. Right. Yes, so. that's right. Oh. Mm. Seems yeah. cool, though. So, overall, first two episodes. Good? Yeah. I really liked them. Yeah. Uh, they, they were really good. They set it up. Um, of course you want more action kind of than they gave the first two or, or more, mm-hmm. I don't know about action exactly, but it, it's like, Kenobi, can you actually use your lightsaber at some point, please? Right. Right. I, I actually found myself in the second one in particular, like wanting it to be a longer episode. Sure. I mean, I'd like all of them to be. <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't we all. <laughs> right. Uh, um yeah no i think they're doing a really good job with it yeah i have no complaints so far mm-hmm, mm-hmm. me neither um cool any other thoughts about episode two i don't think so uh should we just call it good then yeah so we'll do three and four together next episode right um, i think we were saying we we're gonna do one through three earlier but yeah um we don't want to rush it. Yeah, yeah, we don't want to rush these things. It's been it's been fun though. These uh, this Kenobi stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm really interested to see where they go because yeah. th- they've made it. They've done a good job of making it meaningful, despite the fact that we know where everyone ends up. There's still a lot of tension of like, oh man, what's going to happen? Yeah, which yeah. is it's nice because you. Sometimes you're like, well, all right, I know that you live, so well, I don't care. And it's the same thing kind of um, when they did Rogue One. Like, you know that they were all going to die. I didn't know that. No? I, I must just be stupid. I knew that the guy who was piloting Rogue Five, or Red Five, was going to die, because that's Luke's <laughs> X-Wing. But <laughs> <laughs> Fair um i don't know i think it was just one of those things but yeah it's the same idea like here you you know what the end outcome is for all these characters but you're still invested in their story yeah so absolutely yeah Yeah, so so that that's it or it's over that's it so we'll do three and four next episode and Mm -hmm. that'll be it yeah, come hang out with us on Discord, guys. Yep. All right. Um, and then on that note, thank you everybody for listening or watching. Mm-hmm. May you always find water and shape. Right. Kenobi especially needs that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>